from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. This is Pod Bless America uh, and Peter Severson has allowed me to take the car out all by myself. And so I'm driving all by myself today, hosting by myself. We'll see if I'm up for it. Uh, today, hopefully in your ears, it's December 1st, which is World AIDS Day. And so I am joined today by Megan Neubauer, who is the program associate uh, for the ELCA strategy on HIV AIDS. Welcome to the pod, Megan. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely glad, very glad to get you here on the podcast. Megan, we need to begin with a confession. I have a confession to make to you. Uh, we got to get it out of the way early. Uh, I'm embarrassed about it, but... Until a few months ago, until about six months ago, I did not know that we had a strategy around HIV AIDS in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Two-part question. Number one, what is wrong with me? And number two, uh, what's the history of the, uh, of the strategy? <laughs> oh, no, nothing's, nothing's wrong. Um, I'll jump right into that second one, though. That, I can give you that. You know that. Of, <laughs> that you know of. That's the important part. There is a lot wrong, but okay. Um, so... The strategy on HIV and AIDS has actually been around for a little while now. Um, so in 2009, the Church Council of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America um, adopted the strategy. And so um, it's not to say that there hasn't been work going on before that in congregations and in ministries that are responding to HIV and AIDS in their community. Um, but in 2009 is when the church had a focused strategy set forth, presented to, to church council and the churchwide assembly that put forth this strategy on how the ELCA saw its call um, to respond to HIV and AIDS and be a part of the response um, that's going around on throughout the country and around the world. Everyone uh, remembers that, I guess. That's that's my problem. Everybody was buzzing uh, that the big decision that came out of the 2009 Churchwide Assembly was the HIV AIDS strategy. Is that is that right? <laughs> something like that. Something may, um, maybe it had something to do with human sexuality. Maybe that's why I got swept under the rug. Uh, who knows? But Megan, I am approximately 34 years old, which means that I remember uh, the 80s. And my mom was a middle school teacher, and so I have very vivid memories of walking around the halls of my mom's middle school uh, as a kid, like as a five-year-old, and there were posters everywhere about AIDS. Uh, why do we need a strategy uh, in 2017 for something that was just an issue back in the 80s that we've got under control now? Right, right. And, you know, we don't, we can't forget the history of HIV and AIDS and how far we've come as far as how much advancement has been made around effective prevention, effective treatment, how much knowledge we have, um, and, and we've come a long way, but um, there are it's still something that affects many, many people. So um, the estimates are around 36.7 million worldwide um, of people living with HIV and, and AIDS, and then that's about 1.1 million, according to the CDC, in the United States alone, and the um, 36.7 million is based on the UN AIDS. Gotcha. So what's interesting to me that we had, that we that you're the director of a strategy, right? Uh, instead of I don't know, like an office or a program, is there like a, a boiled down, distilled version of what the strategy is itself? Yeah, and I mean we have resources that kind of boil it down because it is quite a long document trying to cover a lot of the history, um, how we feel called as a church. Um, but it, it really is 
a way that we can outline some of the some of the ways that we see that ELCA can be a strategic part of the response. So we, as people of faith, can play a particular role in um, the response to HIV and AIDS in many different ways because we know that we have members who are living out their vocations in many different ways of congregations. There are congregations, there are synods, there are um, social ministry organizations who can all participate in different ways. And so um, we have a lot that we can bring, um, particularly as it pertains to um, stigma reduction, bringing it up as in conversation, um, and just being, being part of that overall conversation. So what does that look like right now? How does the strategy uh, go about making these things happen? So there are many ways, and a lot of it has to do with working with in partnership, right? So that's how a lot of a lot of the work is done. So accompaniment is huge. So as far as with our international and global uh, components of the strategy, it's always working in partnership with um, churches around the world who are already responding and finding ways that we can um, be a part of that as well. In addition, um, similarly in the U.S., finding um, our social ministry organizations who are responding, finding congregations who are responding, um, and finding ways to walk alongside all of those in their communities who are already actively engaging. So so that's, you know, we, we do invite, you know, each individual we feel can can play a part, right? Whether that's um, participating in advocacy, whether that's just participating in educational activities and promoting that in your congregations, finding ways to partner with your with other local organizations in your communities who are part of the response, adding it to the prayers, um, just a variety of different ways that people can be involved. So how about yourself? How did you come to be involved um with the HIV AIDS strategy? So um, my educational background is in social work in undergrad, and I went on to uh, study social service administration and policy, and specifically in health administration and policy. That's really where um, I have a lot of interest. And so I had come to the uh, ELCA and worked um, with some of our hunger programming as well, which is intricately connected and I have in the past worked with community organizations that um, work around HIV and AIDS as well and so just kind of all of those pieces and and as there was an opportunity to work with the strategy um, it was a, a great opportunity to to connect around what the church is doing um, around health in general and specifically with HIV. Well, sounds like a good fit. What would you say 2009 it turns out it's almost 10 years ago now, right? It's uh, eight years ago. Is that how math works? Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's getting further and further away from us. Uh, what would you say has been some of the biggest uh, accomplishments, the biggest successes of the HIV AIDS strategy over these past past eight, nine years? Uh, and what are some places where we still need to to do better, more effective work? Um, I think it's, you know, it continues to be ongoing, right? Um, I think one of the exciting pieces is to see all of the young adults who have been participating in and taking leadership roles in the strategy and, um, you know, whether that's through attending events and taking it back to their communities, 
um, or leading events in their congregations, just a variety of different ways that young adults have been involved with the strategy. And so I think that's been, you know, I think that's a great highlight. And I, I think the conversation that, you know, we have been working on, we've been participating in, but I think one of the things that continues to be a piece of our work is continuing to focus around reducing and ending stigma and discrimination in our congregations, in our church, throughout our communities, just generally. Um, I think the church is in a position where we can particularly um, address stigma and discrimination and work towards having affirming um, spaces for for all. So So how do we do that? How do we reduce the stigma in, in the church in particular? What are some actual ways that, that that we can be engaged in that work? Absolutely. So I think education is huge. Um, learning about HIV and um, just having some understanding of what HIV is and what it looks like in our communities and congregations now is important. Um, I think also one of the things that we participated in recently and I think has been a, a great opportunity is um, some of our uh, leaders have participated in the World Council of Churches Lead by Example campaign. So um, the World Council of Churches Ecumenical Advocacy Alliance last year, starting um, at World AIDS Day last year, had a campaign where um, rostered leaders could participate in uh, a lead by example. So sharing why HIV testing was important to them and um you know, sharing their picture and getting tested themselves and just generally bringing HIV um, into part of our everyday um, healthcare, thinking about HIV testing as just a part of our, our healthcare. And so I think that's been one of the ways that we've been able to do that and, and one of the ways that people can continue to, you know, model testing and, and different things like that and reduce some of the stigma around that. Yeah, I uh, so I actually did get tested. There's a there's a national testing day in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. What's the date for that? Do you know off the top of your head? June, I believe June twenty seventh, maybe. That sounds good. We'll run with that. So it was definitely on June twenty seventh. I remember it vividly. Uh, but no, I've got um, here. I'm the the pastor of, of campus ministry in Boulder. We have a number of students who've plugged in with. Uh, uh, with the LCA's HIV AIDS strategy and with our local, uh, the Boulder County AIDS project. Um, and so at their um, bequest, uh, I went down to the Boulder County AIDS project uh, and got tested. I'd not been tested. Um, and so it was uh, it was really cool and helpful. And I wish that I'd done it before because um, not only did I get to know my status, but I also got um, better connected with a resource uh, in our community and to get a better understanding of how that resource worked and what the experience is like for someone uh, when uh, when I encourage people to go get tested, right? I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the strategy certainly seemed effective in Boulder County on June the 27th, 2017. Wonderful. That's great to hear. Uh, and some fun stuff has sprung out of that. Uh, hopefully today, 
there's going to be some sort of uh, AIDS awareness uh, silent dance party on campus. It's a pop-up thing um, that we, our ministry is doing in relationship with, uh, with the Boulder County AIDS Project. So yeah, so it's been fun. Strategy uh, is strategizing, you know? Right, and it's always, you know, people can take it and, and find what works in their community and, and the response and, and connecting with those local resources and, and just finding ways to participate um, in what works in their communities and their contexts. And so that's exciting to hear. Yeah, and I think it was surprising on their part as well. Uh, I got all dressed up and put my, my fancy uh, collared shirt on because um, it's all part of the thing, right? Uh, that they don't regularly test that many folks who are identified religious leaders uh, who wear collars like I do. So I had lots of like interesting, good conversations, and they were super excited that I was there as well. So it was really a really encouraging and positive experience. I encourage you to do it. Maybe today's the day to go do it. It was free too, which was, hey, it didn't cost mm -hmm. me nothing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There are many resources to find the, the closest um, place to get tested, three places to get tested near you. Peter's not here, so it's hard for me to be the comic relief and the straight, uh, <laughs> the straight person, but I'm gonna do my best. Uh, Megan, my understanding, based on attending uh, Senate assemblies uh, and council meetings and all that kind of stuff, is that the ELCA single-handedly has eradicated, eradicated malaria. That mosquito that, that always comes around, the TT, is that it? No, I don't know what it is. There's only one kind of mosquito we hate as a church. I hate all of them. Uh, but my understanding is we've successfully eradicated malaria from the face of the earth. So good job by us, first of all. Uh, how how far away are we from, uh, as a church, single-handedly eradicating HIV-AIDS is the comic question I'm going to ask, but maybe that's not the, the actual question uh, I have for you, is that, that like you said, and we talked about it a little while ago, we have come a long way uh, in our understanding of how HIV and AIDS works. Uh, my very layperson's understanding is that the medical responses and the medical um, our ability to medically treat HIV AIDS has, has greatly improved as well. 37, 6.7 million people is a lot of people. What's standing in the way? Is it stigmatization uh, of us being able to, to be able to do the work that we've done um, on a larger scale? Does that make sense as a question? I think so. <laughs> Let me know if I don't answer it. Um, I think that there are, um, there are many Right. So, as we said, uh, we do everything in partnership and we're part of a larger response that has been going on, you know, since the beginning of the, the early 1980s when HIV and AIDS was a, a, a large part of the conversation um, in our daily lives. So, you know, we are one one part, but there are many different components, right, that Though we have effective prevention, treatment, and care, not everybody necessarily has access. And so I believe CDC's estimate is that about one in seven people don't know their status in the United States um, that are positive. And so the one in seven people who are living with HIV don't necessarily know their status is the estimate. And so, you know, that's a piece, right? Because um, if you don't know your status, you can't get treatment. Um, but then there's also just, you know, accessing health care and um, uh, 
different forms of discrimination, um, what's available to you in your area, just a variety of different social and economic factors as well that, that can be components of HIV prevention and, and access to treatment. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, I would prefer you to say that there is one thing that uh, is the problem and we could just focus on solving that. Um, but it turns out what we're finding in Pablo's America is that complex problems have like complex solutions. Which is really tiring, and I just don't have the energy for that. Uh, we kid, we kid. Uh, might I suggest, I have a suggestion. You don't have to do it, okay? Um, but again, to go back to malaria, as a church that, that battles bloodborne diseases, hopefully my science terms here are correct, what seems to be very effective for the malaria campaign is that they bring like the big, uh, the big toys of mosquitoes, like the big mosquito to Senate assemblies. And everybody's like, wow, that's a mosquito. And it just spurs them to incredible action. Um, so maybe you could get like, or like you could get like these like giant, like T cells made. Is that right? Am I, is the joke working? Because <laughs> uh, that in nets, the nets, the mosquito, people love the nets, you know? So, you know, you just got to find a way to co okay. uh, commoditize uh, the strategy because uh, then we can really get some, some stuff going, don't you think? <laughs> oh, Megan. <laughs> Megan, Megan, Megan. Oh, goodness. Um, Peter should not have given me the keys. <laughs> you are, as we mentioned before, uh, relatively new to the position. And so I'm going to ask you the question that I ask students all the time. That is the best question that I have found to ask anybody about anything. You're newish to the, to the job. What has surprised you most uh, in your work with the strategy? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Hmm. That's what I said. It's an excellent question, right? It's an excellent question, but it makes me, I, I want to ponder <laughs> this for a moment. Um, I think there are, hmm, what surprised me most? I'm having a little bit of trouble coming up with, uh, with what surprised me. I think just the many different ways that this overlaps with all of the ministries mm. hasn't been necessarily surprising, but it's been exciting, right? So there are many, you know, there is a lot going on in our churches, in our congregations, in our synods, in our, you know, colleges and universities, campus ministries, all over the place. Um, but there really are so many ways that um, this, this specifically having conversations about our health, um, having conversations about HIV and all of the different social determinants uh, that we talked about a little bit really do overlap with people's ministries and, and what people are, are connecting around already. And so I think that's been exciting to see the different ways that, you know, as you were saying, people can um, raise awareness through art or, you know, public performance or raise awareness through the groups that they're already a part of sharing information. And I think that's where the church is particularly powerful in really being a part of people's lives and, and having opportunities for people to connect in various ways. Um, to the strategy and to this information as well. What's on deck? What's coming up? What are the things uh, that are coming up for the strategy for you that you uh, are most excited about as you get further and further into uh, down the road of this? Uh... Absolutely. So one of the really um, big things right now is World AIDS Day that we're looking towards. So December 1st, I know we mentioned it a bit. Um, Podcast happens really, out of a time machine, so it is technically December 1st right now. 
it is December 1st right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this, I mean, today is a big day, right? It's mm-hmm. a big day and, and not It's global. In, uh, mm-hmm. And it's one of the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we join with our neighbors from around the world. Um, and so it's really something that we're inviting congregations, individuals to find ways to participate in. This is one of the big days, but we're hoping that this is a starting point for people to continue to find ways that in their congregations, they can, you know, participate and respond. So, um, you know, throughout the, the year, there are national awareness days, like you were saying, um, the national testing day and different pieces like that, that we hope people can build on in their congregations and really, you know, hopefully more and more people will be able to say that they know that we have a strategy on HIV and AIDS. Um, so some continuing to raise awareness in that way, um, working with our ecumenical partners, working with our international partners to just continue to be a part of that response and continue to be in conversation. So World AIDS Day today is one of the big ones. And then moving forward, finding ways that we can continue to collaborate with each, you know, with congregations, with synods, with other areas, as they continue to build upon the year ahead of, you know, participating in testing events and, um, you know, potentially participating in Bible studies or different components where we can have that advocacy is one of the big ones. Um, finding, you know, staying in, in touch with what's going on with our advocacy alerts, how it affects people's health, um, and, and all what the, are the, the different. What are the big uh, advocacy um, issues right now and, and on the horizon? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that um, is in conversation right now is, is just um, funding for for programs um, nationally and international programs around HIV and AIDS. And so I think that's that's one that that we might see some things around, um, but I think it changes a lot. So mm-hmm. so I think funding for programs and, and budgets might be something that that you can keep an eye out for in, in advocacy alerts. And yeah, is uh, HIV and AIDS program funding uh, tied up in the the current like tax cut proposal? On a federal level? I'm not entirely sure how no. that will affect. No worries. So let's say uh, that I am uh, a regular human. Let's just completely hypothetical. I'm just a normal person, which is completely hypothetical because it's not true. But if I were, uh, or if I was a congregation or a pastor or a member of a congregation or a campus ministry, how do I get engaged? What's the best way for me to get plugged into into the strategy? One of the things that you can do is to look on our website, so elca.org backslash HIV, um, and just kind of learn a little bit more about the strategy. The full strategy is posted there. It's quite a hefty document, so we do have a shorter overview. Um, and that's where we put up resources. So, you know, if you're using or planning on December 3rd, the first Sunday after World AIDS Day, if you're planning to have a service around World AIDS Day, we have worship resources and, and different materials available there. Um, we also have social media that we um, keep people connected with what's going on with the strategy, all the different pieces um, involved there as well. So that's another way that people can stay connected um, or, you know, reach out to me and 
um, let us know what you're doing. If you have exciting things that you're already doing and, and want to share with others throughout the ELCA, or um, if you're looking for additional resources or want to hear how others are engaged, feel free to, to reach out. I remembered, I remembered, Megan, what I was going to ask you, and it is a good question, I think. Um, and it'll begin with a comic setup. Everybody ready? Excellent. Here we go. Um, I, I, there are many issues I have with the Bible. One of them is that the American bison does not appear in the entire thing. Uh, we are the buffaloes here in Boulder, uh, the American bison, and so it, it bothers me that the buffalo does not get onto the ark, it does not get off the ark. And I thought that was the only issue with the Bible, the only problem in the whole thing. Uh, it was the lack of the American bison. But today I discovered another one. Uh, I don't think the Bible has anything to say about AIDS. I don't think it mentions it once uh, or HIV. Uh, how do you have a Bible study uh, about AIDS, HIV, when the Bible is completely ignorant of it? Right. Absolutely. Well, there are so many other things that we can talk about, right? <laughs> um, like so the American bison. Right, right. Um, like the examples of of living in community, like the examples of loving our neighbor. Um, so many different ways that we can see and experience um, God in many different ways and and, and different examples of how we can respond to our neighbors, respond um, in our communities and and connected with our faith in different areas and, and in different ways um, in our current current times and, and current situations. All right. Yeah. I mean, perhaps to, to respond to my own question, uh, ask rhetorically, right, is uh, the Bible talks a lot about... Uh, about illness, I think, right? And, and the one of my favorite things, actually, uh, a thing to consider, knowledge, here you go. There's this guy, Rodney Stark, uh, who wrote a book called The Rise of Christianity um, that I think I read like in seminary I'm in a church history class. Uh, and he makes an interesting argument about public health and the growth of the church uh, in the early days of the church. Because he says that uh, a lot of times we think that the church grew uh, exponentially because the Emperor Constantine converted and all of a sudden it was a good idea to be a part of the church. But Rodney Stark says that the numbers don't add up on that, that the church grew faster than that and it grew before then, um, and that he makes a public health argument around it uh, where he says that, that Christian Christianity grew because uh, when plagues hit cities, which they often did, anyone who had any wealth or means left the city to avoid dying in the plague. Uh, but Christians intentionally stayed and ministered to and cared for the sick and dying. Uh, and as a part of that, they developed group uh, immunity in ways that those who left did not. Um, so, wow, I, that always blew my mind. Um, but perhaps that's an interesting way to take, uh, to help frame some of our thinking around HIV AIDS uh, and, and our strategy uh, around uh, disease uh, that, the 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 birth story of Christianity as a movement is, is centered in its response and in, in active engagement, active and intentional engagement uh, with public health crises. Food for thought. One of the partnerships that I'm really excited about that have uh, developed, I think, uh, more recently than than not, that uh, has brought the HIV AIDS strategy onto my radar as a campus pastor is the relationship. Uh, that seems to be growing between the HIV AIDS strategy and the campus ministry community. Um, I was really excited. I was able to send one of our students uh, to the uh, U.S. Conference on AIDS. Was that the right title for it in September in D.C.? It is, yes. 
Yes. Uh, so I was really excited about that. I want to hear, I've heard a little bit from Aaron who went for us, but I'm going to, I'm going to couch it. Okay. I'm going to couch this question in an old person question because I increasingly am reminded, I remember 2009, the movies that came out in 2009 are movies that I think of as being new movies that students remind me are not new at all to them because they were like three years old when they came out. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Um, but for me, I like, I vividly remember, I remember where I was, where the, like, exactly where I was sitting in our living room, uh, when they had like the news conference, when, uh, Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV and it was a really cultural, I think it's a really cultural moment for people of my age who, who remember that. And that's when I think about HIV AIDS, it's, it's really rooted in that, which is kind of the tail end of, of the kind of eighties understanding of, of HIV AIDS. Uh, as you work, uh, especially with young adults and with campus ministry people, what? Tell me about the kids these days. What is their understanding of uh, HIV/AIDS rooted in? Because for for me, and I think for people older than myself, it's rooted in this like real like urgent public health crisis. Um, I'm guessing that's not the case for younger folks. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm sure everybody's connection is different. But I think the importance of continuing to bring it up into conversation is something that is in the news, is in the media in the same way that it was um, in the early 1980s, early to mid-1980s even. And so I think that's, you know, kind of a continuing the conversation and continuing being able to have a discussion about what is going on and how it connects with um young adults lives now I think is an important conversation so yeah through things like the US conference on AIDS um, and you know a couple the last time around we had some national conference on AIDS and you know it's been a, a way that they can explore what's going on in the field um, from leaders in the response to HIV and AIDS and also explore how that connects with their faith how that connects with their daily lives and you know knowing that young adults and and younger people are continuing continuing to be affected and uh, continuing to be disproportionately affected in, in new diagnoses. Um, it's something that mm. continues to need to be part of the conversation as we talk about health and, and everything else. So getting towards the end of our time here together, uh, I have one brief story uh, that I shared that I think maybe points to some of like the overlap that you lifted up is um, in response to the most surprising part, the, the way all the different pieces are connected. So uh, Kevin Strickland is the director of worship for the LCA, and you should know Megan is an enemy of this podcast and all podcasts that are a part of the Tiny Piano Club Network. We, we beef publicly. Because uh, one time he was supposed to come on a podcast and he canceled. So we are not friends uh, if you see him telling that I threw shade at him. Okay. <laughs> Back before Kevin was such an important person, he was a pastor of a uh, Lutheran church in Maryville, Tennessee. Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, and I was doing campus ministry. I was doing my seminary internship at the University of Tennessee. And Kevin actually invited me to come preach at a World AIDS Day service at his congregation in, uh, uh, in Maryville there in Tennessee. Um, and I remember that I talked about an experience I had as a chaplain. Uh, that thing's just worth telling, right? Uh, that, that I think hopefully is helpful in, in, in illuminating some of of what I hear the strategy is about. And that's that, that when I was serving as a hospital chaplain after my first year of seminary, I was in Chicago, uh, the near west side. And where our hospital was, it was a very Polish neighborhood. And so I got called to a room after a man uh, 
had his diag- uh, learned that he had AIDS. For me, the problem was that he only spoke Polish, uh, and I do not speak any Polish. So that sermon was really about what it meant for me to just have to sit there uh, with this man um, in his diagnosis, not being able to communicate in any really significant way. Uh, but that engagement, you know, um, however uncomfortable, it was really uncomfortable for me as a as a person with a full almost year of uh, experience in seminary to, um, to be called to sit there and engage and just be with someone. So it still moves me, the story, the experience. Cool. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm so sorry that Peter was not here to make this more informed uh, and that I could not make better jokes because I had to actually like try to carry on a conversation and drive it somewhere. Let's just all, we create lots of enemies on the podcast. New enemy of the podcast, Peter. Just kidding. Uh, about to turn around and record an episode with Peter. This is going to be great. But thank you for being with us, Megan. Uh, I'm excited to learn and glad to learn more about the strategy. Uh, check it out, elca.org slash HIV. Did I get that right? Yes. There you it. go. Find Megan there. Get connected. Um, what should uh, get tested, right? Get tested. World AIDS Days is probably a good day to get tested this week. Absolutely. Uh, be, Absolutely. Be looking for a silent dance party in Boulder because I know that's going to happen to everybody. But yeah, get engaged, do stuff, connect with uh, Megan here. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, well, Megan, I just have one thing left to say, and that's um, may God bless you. May God bless the HIV AIDS strategy, the LCA. Uh, but most importantly, may Pod bless the United States of America. 